Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Has everyone put their houses on the market yet and started looking at real estate in Florida? No. Because what would be the because point? Because he's not going to be there long. What would be the point of being of going to Florida just so that all of a sudden he'd be president? So I, know. I mean, right? Of course, we're speaking of Ron DeSantis. Yes, and his press conference today it that was awesome. he got he ousted a uh, state prosecutor that was George Soros backed and is like the light on crime and all this stuff, and he it, it was, said a bunch of other it things. It was too, beyond but, light on yeah. crime. He had actually yeah. signed. Uh, like statements saying that he would not prosecute um, things related to abortion, things related to doctors performing, um, you know, any kind of gender transforming things on children. And it, his statement was a violation of state law. And just because you're an elected official doesn't mean that you get to nullify state law. doesn't work that way. So good. Good for him. I thought he was going to announce for president yeah because they made such a big deal they're like which it is a big deal but they made a statement that you know whoever his communications person is oh well there's going to be a big announcement that's going to make the left freak out i mean that's like what but they, they said, said it wasn't campaign they said it wasn't campaign oh. related it was policy related oh i hadn't heard that yeah that's but, what i heard but when you make a statement like that he's sending a message far beyond just dealing with the da I mean that's what he's oh, yeah. that's what he's doing in all of his policies, you know, the things they've been doing. There's big time message being sent. Um, I just don't understand why other Republican governors aren't taking the lead, you know, aren't taking this and and um, doing similar types Following of things. Him, yeah, yeah. I'm firmly planted in Camp DeSantis at this point, though. If he oh, does decide too. to run, there's literally there's nobody else that even comes close to him. If, if you moved to Florida, I, I, I still think you'd be okay, you know, even if he wasn't the governor, because anybody that would run, let's say he be, let's say he ran for president and, and left the governorship. Anybody in the Republican Party that runs, all they should do is, I'm going to do what he did. I, I believe in what Ron DeSantis did was the right thing, and I'm going to continue it on. I mean, what else yeah, would you do? Yeah, no how, new how would taxes. You, how would you, you know, so... <laughs> And uh, I'm running as a as an extra DeSantis term. No new taxes. As far as him running for president. I mean, yeah, I would absolutely positively give him my vote. Um, I'm I'm frustrated with people that want to continue to talk about Trump. And I get um, I mean, I understand uh, why people if he gets reelected, if he gets elected the second time, it'll be for the same reason he got elected the first time. The first time he was elected, very simply put, he was a middle finger to the extreme left and all the elites. That's what he was. And if he gets elected again and why people want to back him again is because he got he got the way he was treated. They want to give them the double barrel middle finger and say, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll take that. That's that's why he w- is going to get elected if he does. And I'm, I mean... Not that he doesn't have some good policies, but Ron DeSantis is way better at the job. Yeah, and actually conservative. Trump is a yeah populist. But have you heard people saying that he like oh what if he Trump ruined it all by running independent? 
Well, then he doesn't. That would be terrible. That yeah. would be so bad. Yeah, that would that absolutely. He doesn't actually care about America if he did right. that. Because no, exactly. He would not. No. Don't. I don't even want to hear you tell me that you care about America if you do that because you absolutely positively are electing the Democrat. I mean, I have yep. beefs going back with Trump. If you want to, I don't know what. It would have been very hard for him to do something different, but we have a lot of the COVID mess that we have because of Donald Trump. So, yeah, I have a beef with that. On the other hand, I don't know. It would have been very, 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 very hard to stand up and not do what he did, given the way uh, the, the press was handling reporting on COVID. <laughs> Ma'am, too bad we don't have sponsors because when you just said, I have beef with that, I thought, oh, this is a perfect transition to so, you know, Omaha beef. Steaks. Yeah. or Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers. <laughs> Good Ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> promo code Beddington. Hey, speaking I about, really um, like no, I think Stephen, we have promo code I really banter. like Stephen Crowder's Good Ranchers commercials because he does like Good Rancher, Bad Rancher. Oh, that's funny. Speaking of ranchers, New Zealand is first of all did you know they have twice as many cows as people and like four times as many sheep yeah but they will be taxing cow and sheep farts and burps basically because methane output starting in 20 2025 see the problem is that they're just taxing you per animal as opposed to what they should do is put a burp meter on every cow And they should, well, here's the thing. If you were to go through and put a burp meter on every cow, you might as well put a burp capture device and then use it as fossil fuel. Well, that's so, what be fossil actually, fuel. interestingly yeah. enough, so first of all, on this No, do not thing, tell me that that's a, someone suggested that. No, okay, that. hold on. They have time, they have a few years to figure out so they can offset the amount that they're taxed by uh, reducing emissions through certain feed additives, I guess that make the animals less gassy, or by planting trees on their far on their farms, so that can like be tax credits towards this. But um, I heard the founders of you don't, have you heard of F- the Fair Life? Have you seen their like milk and yeah. products? Yeah. Okay, so they are the the umbrella of Fair Life. It's under the Fair Oaks is the uh, the farming or the company. And the couple that founded it, I heard them on Mike Rose podcast, and they, this is like a separate, you know, it's the American, so they just did this because they have a manure digester on all of their farms that uses the methane from the manure. They all put it in a spot and it's like processed. However, they use the methane for electricity on the farms. And then the farm also converted 42 of their like tractor trailers to run on biofuel that's created by that digester. So they first use it for electricity and then they take the what it creates and they use it as fuel in these tractors. They converted these tractors. And so for them, I mean, it's a win financially, too, because they're offsetting their electric and their diesel cost. Financially, dr- financial reasons well, once they do drive... It, I guess I don't know how much no, it costs financial them to reasons convert drive. It. Um, drive things like that. Drive efficiency. Innovation. Innovation. Yes. Drives innovation. Exactly. And they brought that up. Did you see the reports that talk about um, how conservative America is so much more green than the the rest of, than like the cities (laughs) and stuff like that? It's not even close. Um, And and that's absolutely true. When When you put those things into place in a small scale, small scale solar, small scale wind energy, 
Right. That stuff works. It's when you put it on a large scale. It's when you build the ginormous windmills and you try to harness all that. It, it's not. It's not enough. If individuals do it themselves, um, it's pretty efficient. Um, but but on a large not. scale, it's garbage. Yeah, but it's still not. Even on the small scale, you still need a backup generator. Oh yeah. Of course. Our power went out last night, and Cole said we sat. We're sitting in the dark, and it was getting really hot. And we're, Cole was like, "This is what's gonna happen." what is it's going to be like when we go green <laughs> you know the thing about the, the methane there's multiple things about it that i i think it was on pat gray that they were talking about somebody was demonstrating that like 20 percent of methane comes out of water just out of the lakes yeah. and all this so how do you yeah. deal with that um the other thing about that this is causing you know climate change we hear all the time about this um really dynamic large-scale climate that took place you know millions or billions of years ago on the planet now i don't necessarily believe that but these people do well who was around creating such severe weather and climate um, at that time because it certainly wasn't man-made the dinosaurs and the romans and the other thing i have to say they should study if they really want to know that if methane is a real issue then you should study the health and life expectancy and things like that of people who live like literally next door to these barns that live on these farms um, because they are feet away from this stuff all the time. Is it affecting them? That's an interesting point. You live down the street from a bunch of cows. I do. Yeah, uh, there's a hole. when the wind blows that way. I can yeah. see the hole in the ozone layer directly above our house. <laughs> When the sun comes right through that one spot, oh man, it roasts you. The truth is, this is all nonsense. And <laughs> I love what about I love, what, what's the effect? Is all the uh, Dutch farmers burning manure having? What kind of an effect is that having on the climate? Is that part of their yeah revolt? Yeah, they've like, yeah. huge piles of manure and mixed in with you know straw, and they just and, burn and they it. set them on fire. Yeah, that's funny. It's also effective. Actually, I don't know how effective it is. Yeah, I don't know. I... Well, this is in the Netherlands where they where they shot at that 16-year-old farmer kid, right? I did not hear about that. Yeah, back when the protests first started and all the tractors were uh, there. They shot at a 16-year-old. Yeah, they shot at a kid. Because he, he drove a tractor. Like, through their line of, you know, yeah. like they didn't want him to cross. He wasn't even going to run over anybody. Just because he was going to just... cross a line they didn't want him to, they shot at him. Yeah. So I don't know how they're getting to lay all this manure in the streets without getting shot at. You know, in, in all of these types of discussions with the cows and the Netherlands farming and green energy and, and uh, they're, you know, hurting the, um, hurting fossil fuel supply and that hurts prices and that, you know, decreasing farming and all these things. I, I just, I'm always taken to the, like, why, you know, why are they doing this? And I don't know. We had this discussion almost every podcast, but you know, what is it they're trying to accomplish with these efforts? Because um, it's obvious that these are not good. This is not the way we run our world in an effective and efficient manner for the betterment of all mankind. These things are all detrimental. Why do they want to bring about, you know, misery and heartache and destruction and, and a hardship on people? What's the motivation behind it? Want to talk about... Transgenderism? No. 
Well, this was, actually, this was actually news. pretty big, pretty big news in that um, in England uh, at the Tavistock, is that how you pronounce it? Gender Identity sure. Clinic. They are um, shutting it down. This has been one centralized place in England where they did all of this uh, gender trans, you know, gender affirming care, um, transitioning and stuff. And they've come in and say that they're shutting it down. So the way I've heard it um, presented in reading through this is that they people on the right have seen this as a positive thing because there are statements that are made like, you know, this is not efficient. Uh, we're rushing people, you know, trying to rush people through too fast and without proper exams and all this kind of stuff. But when I read it in the con larger context, they were saying that in the basically the way I interpret it as very potentially negative. They're saying we need to have more places this can be done so we can handle more people. We can transition more kids and we can do it more efficiently and, and go through the proper procedures and people don't have to wait so long and, and all that. So it, when I read it, I didn't see it. I didn't get that warm, fuzzy feeling like we were making progress, that, that, that there, this was some kind of a, of a win. Well, that is scary because the FDA also just came out and issued a added a warning label on certain uh, puberty blockers that they can cause symptoms of pseudotumor cerebri, cerebri a tumor-like masses in the brain. It includes visual disturbances, headaches or vomiting, uh, papilledema, swelling of the optic nerve, increased blood pressure, and uh, what is this? Swelling of the brain. Abducens neuropathy, eye paralysis. Yeah, you and it can cause blindness. You can have permanent blindness. Yes, and, and I... You'll notice that the story linked on this comes from the Daily Signal, which is not someone we normally use because no large news media outlet actually reported this. I also have the actual publication from the FDA, the warning. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. Use, and this drugs, they put the label on drugs that are used on minors from ages 5 to 12 so some of them, they, they did note some of the people they found this in were on puberty blockers, not for transgender care, for to stop early onset puberty. But there also were people, there also are young people on this, on these drugs for transgender What care. Did you, did you read the article? The Daily Signal article? Yeah, no, the one yes. that I. Oh, no. The one about the British? Yeah. No. Yeah, if you get a chance, read it and just see what your overall impression of it. I mean, I just, I just didn't necessarily, you know, conclude that it was a, a positive. So, because yeah. I kept picking up on the fact that they wanted to be able to handle more people more efficiently. You know, did, speaking of things in England, did you see the the man who was arrested for causing someone anxiety? Yes. Because he posted a, like, pride or transgender flag that was kind of, like, morphed into a, a swastika yeah, on his he, social media, he, and he was arrested. Right. And in the conversation, literally, the police officer tells him, you obviously cause people anxiety. Do they have the death penalty in, in England? Because he deserves it. I actually don't know. Well, but uh, if you he? can get arrested for causing people anxiety, then we we're are all, all going to jail. We're all in trouble. Everyone's going to jail. Well, I would... my 
first thoughts were one, um, okay, so arrest yourself because you're causing me anxiety now that you're here Ooh. harassing me and putting handcuffs on me. And the other thought was to the policemen that were there, are you telling me that you are such a wuss that somebody can't have an opinion without you having anxiety? So you're just a, a, a gutless wuss of a, of a man that... Somebody can't voice an opinion and it causes you anxiety. That speaks pretty poorly of you. I have anxiety. If you're a healthy person, you have anxiety because of a physical danger. Um, not so much about people's opinions and views on things in the world. Those are, that's just information and you can do with it what you want. I only have to be concerned about what you know, might physically bring harm. But if you have a different opinion than me, I don't need to feel anxiety about that. That's a statement about you that you're not mentally and emotionally healthy. I would agree. But that's the world we live in. I, I just, those are the things that are so subjective. It's like, there's no stopping it. And I don't, there's no, there's no boundary to it. So we can't that's go, where you need we objective, can't go down that. Like, Path. Yeah, you cannot have a society that's not that a functioning society not based in some kind of objective truth or, or basis because then you just change it just changes every day. We can just right. Yeah. When you have no objective truth, then we have no ability to have a conversation with other people and come to decisions and develop plans yeah. for how to live. So we're in not this even world. based in the same reality. Exactly. And as I, I heard um, Bongino making the point that that reality that we need that we we need to be operating in is like, you know, the the Bill of Rights that we all are, you know, the supremacy of the individual and their their God given rights they're immutable. That's the foundation of truth of reality that we all need to operate within so that we can then, you know, move forward as a society. But we're throwing that away, Cade. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't talked about uh, the Instagram you showed me the other night. I don't know if we should talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, we're already on a list, so. <laughs> I guarantee you're on a list. Am I mean, I? I I guess we. Oh, you're on a list. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. Well, what we the could post talk. Is, we could so talk about the, not the video, but we could talk about yeah, what. Let's talk about Project Veritas. Well, yeah, yeah, let's talk about the Project Veritas leak first of the FBI document labeling. Um, Anyone yeah. that uses certain symbolism or even says historical quotes, certain historical quotes as MVE or um, militia violent extremism. Oh, yeah, we're on the list. And so the the document is insane. What, what was leaked um, so far was just two pages. And on those pages were just different sections like, um, uh, you know, these are flags or symbolism of violent extremists and here's quotes they like to say they believe these people are martyrs here's events that they talk about and it lists like ruby ridge and waco what better way to try to discredit your mistakes fbi and atf than by labeling people who point out some of the worst mistakes that your agencies have ever made and label them extremists. Oh, if you talk about the mistakes we've made, you're a terrorist. That seems a little, uh, that seems like a little bit of a conflict of interest, uh, to try and cover up the things they've done in the past. So, um, but on top of that, they listed certain groups. Now, 
you I, I could see the argument for some groups like proud boys or even oath keepers because even even though what they do isn't hasn't been that violent in the past they do counter protest uh people that i think are real terrorists like blm and antifa but included in their list of groups was a was a group called american contingency that was started by a former green beret cia ground branch guy named mike glover and they put on there basically the group um which i'm signed up for is um it's a group of people who just want to be prepared, a community that takes care of each other, that shares knowledge with each other on how to be a little bit more self-sufficient in the case of a natural or man-made disaster. And basically just because, you know, the government's not always going to be there to help you, you need to know how to take care of yourself. That's all it is. It's never made any threats to the government. It's never said that the government needs to be held accountable for anything, uh, but they found themselves on that list anyway. And under the description of them, it said that they have a low history of violence. And I think that that's what set off Mike Glover to go onto social media and actually kind of now threaten the government um, because they have no history of violence. Putting that there's a low history of violence that implies that there's a history of violence at all. Uh, it's a community that exists mainly online. They haven't done anything. Um, and these are the kind of people that I've been hoping would stand up and say something because he, he even points out in the video he makes, he said, um, we've been quiet. We've been remaining calm. We're underground. We don't speak up a lot, but I promise you we're prepared. And then he said some expletives and said, don't F this up. Gov I'm talking to you, government. And it was it was a little bit intimidating um, because him and other people like him and he, he certainly implies that they have that him and other people like him are prepared for the worst. Um, they're people that can do real damage. They're the most dangerous people on the planet and they know how the game is played. So uh, they're making an enemy out of the out of the people. They're, they're labeling them as extremists and terrorists, people who have dedicated decades of their lives hunting down and eliminating extremists and terrorists uh, in the name of the United States. And now they're going to label them terrorists. That's, that's a mistake. Yeah, Ted Cruz was um, interviewing Christopher Ray, the FBI director today, about this exact thing. And he put the printout of those, um, what was leaked by Project Veritas, you know, up on the big board, you know. It was pointing out the different symbols. Um, and then he pointed out how, you know, the Betsy Ross flag is an M-E, what is it, M-V-E symbol? M-V-E, um, yeah. And saying, you know, um, Joe Biden was inaugurated under an M-V-E flag. Obama was <laughs> inaugurated under two M-V-E flags, you know, and just pointing these things out. And the guy was saying, what um, Christopher Ray was saying, well, you know, you're just looking at, what was leaked, but when we put this together, we put all kinds of qualifiers and explanations around it saying just because this somebody uses this image doesn't mean, you know, that they're necessarily MBEs, whatever, and all that. But then I thought um, 
Ted Cruz was exactly right and really nailed him. He said, oh, really? He goes, I notice who's missing from this list. Where is BLM? Where is Antifa? Why are they not on here? And that belies the whole life. I mean, and Christopher Ray said he was unaware of this, this, you know, this document, which is total nonsense. That's just a well, patent lie. As far as Antifa, they did get the anarcho-capitalist flag on here. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. That's Michael um, Malice's flag. Yeah. I like the part where he points out that the Gonzalez battle flag is on his boots. Uh, Ted Cruz points out that that's on the list. The come and take it. And he's like, well, I'd like to self-report right now because I walk through here every single day in these boots. And he literally slaps his boot up on the table. And on the back of it is the come and take it flag. Um, <laughs> and so I'd like to self-report. I guess I'm an MVE. You know, my thought on what that was... What is the black flag? I didn't know it, that this is all black flag. It's like a pirate thing. Yeah. You know, the thing with Ted Cruz, he thinks, well, I'm a, a sitting U.S. senator, so I can do this. You think they won't investigate you and harass you if they can't? I mean, good, yeah. if they can't? Yeah, that's video That's video evidence. They're going to play that yeah, at your trial. They absolutely. They, I mean, they are calling... They have already called some sitting congresspeople MVEs, basically. Oh, after January, after yes. January 6th, they were talking about arresting them as traitors, yes. like Josh Hawley, and, and Cruz was one of them. So uh, that that's that's not even Exhibit A. Yeah. Josh Hawley, I see, was the only Republican who voted against, what is it, uh, Sweden and Finland? Oh, joining Switzerland, NATO? Switzerland really? against them coming into NATO. Switzerland and Finland. It was not Cruz? No. Josh Hawley. It was Josh Hawley. It was ninety five oh. to one was the vote. Oh. And I Hawley's would, right. I, I would tend to agree. His point was look, we we don't need more commitments clear across the ocean. We yeah. have plenty of things that, that we need to fix here. We don't need to be doing yeah, we're, this we're, at this point in time. And he's we're right. Adding country, we're adding countries to a list of countries that, if they're attacked for we any have reason, we're supposed to come to their defense. Right. No. We spend billions no. of dollars. Our our finances that we donate to NATO, which we I I would debate whether or not we should even do that. Um, that should be enough. Defend yourself with the money. We're not sending. If, we're not sending our own troops over there to die. Right. In not Finland. Like not only that, I mean, it's it's on us. If Switzerland gets in a war, we have to go bail them out. If, Do you laugh because they're notoriously... Well, yeah, but I mean, if, uh, if China impartial. goes after us, is it going to be a big help to us if Switzerland jumps in? Okay. No. I, I, I don't I, know why, but when Cade said to go die in Finland, it just made me chuckle because I can't imagine war in Finland. Well, to use... To use they border Russia. I know. So to use Finland as as a specific example, if you would like us to come defend your land and defend your people, you know what you need to do? You need to make yourself very, very important to the national security of the United States because that's the only way that I'm ever going to say, yeah, let's go defend Finland. But guess what? If Russia invaded and took over Finland, it's not geographically well, some strategic stronghold it's right. it, it in no and what way what do they provide us yeah and when it comes to trade i don't even know if it's if it's a big deal there so what reason do we have to go defend finland no offense but you kind of live somewhere that's worthless which is why we've got ourselves into a bit of hot water with when it comes to taiwan 
because we are dependent on them. Oh, we are dependent on Taiwan. Yeah, that's a completely and, different story. Yeah. I want to say this. Uh, and that's ramping up now. Yeah, it well, is. It has it's, been for a while. It's Sweden, not, Swiss, not Switzerland. Sweden and Finland. Yeah. But, you know, the yes. Taiwan thing where, you know, oftentimes you can say, well, um, two things can be true at the same time. Well, you know what? Two things can also be wrong at the same time. It was it's wrong for Nancy Pelosi to go there. There's it serves zero purpose for her going to Taiwan and just causing trouble. It's also I'm pretty wrong sure she picked up that, her check while she was there. So yeah, I know. I that's know. what she was. It's doing also there. wrong though that we would say that our that we would um, our administration uh, would say, oh well, we shouldn't we- go there because China doesn't want us to. Both sides of that are wrong. None, neither, right, and that we not said we don't recognize Taiwan as a sovereign nation. Right, right. We don't recognize Taiwan as a, southern, as, a, as a sovereign nation. That was stated from the podium in the White House press conference the other day. And yet, they are a democracy. They are wanting, you know, um, but we, yet we say we must defend Ukraine because they're a democracy and they aren't a democracy in the way that we understand democracies at, at all. And yet we, we are sending them billions of dollars and defending them, but we're not defending a true democracy in Taiwan. Not only are those two things individually not a good idea to have done, but when you combine them, they're somehow even worse because why would you want to on a national stage show that our speaker of the house and our presidential administration are at such odds they clearly didn't want her to go and she went anyway so on top of them both being stupid let's also show everybody that we're in as far as 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 much disagreement as we could possibly be in does is this part of the Democratic Party's effort to try to separate themselves from Joe from, Biden? From Joe Biden. That's what Does I that was help thinking. them as far as midterm elections? Well, I've wondered about that, but I don't have a clear answer on it. Whether that's surely, and I don't, they are I don't think Taiwan is that issue, though. I don't think Taiwan yeah. is the issue that right. it, that the uh, voters yeah, are but, really looking at to show. Oh yeah, Joe but Biden is an idiot. Every opportunity I mean, to. But if they make them. if they make Biden look like he's you know, buddy, buddy with the with the chai comms by going, oh, Nancy, don't go there. I mean, it just reveals more and more how much he's in bed but with he is, China. But so are they. Yeah, They're all buddy, buddy. With, some I'm of them. Afraid of them or some of them. them. I actually was. I, I actually have a theory that Nancy Pelosi's uh, corruption is just all internal, and that she does cheat to make herself money, and she's willing to sell out the American people, but she will not sell out to someone like China because she will not give anyone power over her. So I actually don't know if she's a Chinese puppet. She's just full-on corrupt in and of herself. Is, yeah, that's interesting. It might be probably true. How, how, how much do you need to be bought when you can simply look at all the good way – uh, areas to invest in and some because of all the knowledge right. you have insider made. trading yeah i mean that's where she's they've made clearly, all their money clearly guilty of insider trading <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so no one owns her she just is a filthy liar yeah, yeah that woman uh she's got her issues too either she either she's losing it or she's a she really is a drunk that they say that she is. I still think that she was actively having a stroke when she gave the birdbath speech. <laughs> when she gave that speech where she said the word birdbath, I have no idea. Well, she it was so weird. And like a, her, a bunch of times. Yeah, like her long, empty <laughs> stares, too. Like trying to think of what she was going to say. I think she had a stroke. That is 
it does point to stroke every yeah He's older than Joe Biden. I heard Joe Biden today. He started off talking about the the Dobbs decision based on what the vote that just took place in Kansas. And then he went off. He kind of stumbled, lost his train of thought and went off into like women not being able to get prescriptions filled for things like Crohn's disease. And these and I what? I mean, What? It, he, I was actually, just, he was just naming normal maladies that you, anybody can go to their doctor for and get a prescription for. And he's saying that somehow Dobbs ties into these women can't just go get their normal prescriptions. What is that? I, I didn't. Yeah, he was I wonder totally if he's. Gone. I wonder if he's heard somewhere that women with Crohn's have like uh, higher complications with pregnancy because we know that to be true from someone well, he, we know personally. And just somehow his mind that doesn't work, the neurons put together two completely separate pieces of information. Well, that was and then just, he said it out loud. That was just one drug that he and problem he mentioned. He listed a number of others too, and. I don't think had any, they don't have anything to do with pregnancy. So I, I don't know where his brain was at on that. That it was really strange. So since we have mentioned Ukraine and Russia here, uh, well, did, did you see that Zelensky, well, apparently the White House and Zelensky are now not friends anymore, but then Zelensky removed like two big time officials because of potential uh, potentially, or people in their departments that might have been plants from the Russian government, like pro-Russia, and they might be on the take, like corruption, but also like isn't Zelensky? So, who knows what's going on inside that country? <laughs> That's the problem. There's no way to know what's true. What's coming out of Ukraine? But on the other side, the Russian side, and us in Russia. So today we're recording this on Thursday, August fourth, and the. The decision, or they held finally after holding Brittany Griner, the WNBA player who went six months ago, went into Russia, and while she was going through um, customs, they found less than a gram of some kind of cannabis oil, which in Russia they consider uh, illegal drugs, and so they detained her on drug possession and drug smuggling charges. Yes, because then, they they said that what she had in in Russia is a trafficable amount. Yeah, but I with the poor reports I saw said it was less than a gram of cannabis oil. I have not read their laws, so whatever. But she was, after being held for six months, they finally had her trial, and she pleaded guilty to it. She said, yeah, I had it, and she tries, you know, in a pa- rush of packing, she accidentally brought it and didn't realize that it was illegal and all this stuff, right? So they sentenced her today to nine years in Russian prison, and I just have you know, and they already had been in talks of trying to do a prisoner swap. And so there was two Americans we were going to get for some Russian guy who is not a good guy. And but now I'm thinking with this nine years, are they just upping it to try to get more? And they want a prisoner exchange. She's totally a political pawn. I'm not, you know, I'm not a Brittany Griner fan by any means, but I certainly think that there's political play in this. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Brittany Griner. She's really not... Um, anyways, but no, I feel bad for her. This is this is nonsense. I mean, um, I can't imagine being a, an individual human with a life who is, yes, just a political ping pong ball and there's nothing you can do about it. And as much as I usually don't like the argument about like, uh, you know, oh, well, women athletes, they 
they don't make as much money. Women athletes are, you know, just as important or whatever. We treat them differently. Well, first of all, they make less money for the organization, so they make less yeah. money. But besides that, I do actually think for once, tell me that we wouldn't be doing everything we could if this was like Steph Curry. Right. We we absolutely would be. What if this was LeBron? Well, yeah, the public, the 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 percentage of the public that would be up far. in up in arms demanding something be done would be so much oh, higher. Oh, he, he would have been back months ago. Which I will give her wife has been trying to get more her and more wife. publicity. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous, but st- I mean, so the offer they had already offered a prisoner exchange for her and another uh, another guy, uh, Paul Whelan, for a. A convicted Russian arms trafficker who's serving a 25 U.S. prison, 25 year U.S. prison sentence, named Victor Bout Boot. I don't know how you say it in Russian, but so that didn't go through. And now with this sentencing, I'm guessing they're gonna, yeah, they want somebody else. Maybe I don't know. They want to make a trade. (laughs) 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 They want to make a trade. Their team. Yeah. The 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 Russian women's basketball team. She's on the she's on the trading block. What do you guys What do you guys have to offer? What do you want? Yeah. Did you put this on here and just put it as a fun fact that you saw that she was born on your birthday? Yeah, October eighteenth, nineteen ninety. I had no you idea know, she was thirty two years oh. old. I didn't think she'd yeah. been out of college that long. Was she on that UConn team that never lost? No, she was on a Baylor, no. I think. No, but that girl just tore her ACL, or Paige Beckers was the big name there. She just got injured. Not that anybody cares about the NBA. I don't even care. I just saw the news alert. Um, Neither but- does the U.S. government. <laughs> they definitely don't care. I have something I want to... I guess bounce off of you guys. Um, I I know this would be incredibly difficult, but I'd like to brainstorm about it. I don't know if it's possible, but again, um, I would like to see the possibility of some, you know, conservative congressperson submitting a bill that said if, and you'd have to come up with a way to measure it, but if more than 50% of the American population, the voting population did not support some, you know, idea then you don't have to pay, you don't have to fund it by paying your ta- taxes and come up with some way to calculate a percentage that you can reduce your taxable income or the amount that you send by that amount. For example, it's easy to know that way more than half of America does not support all of this immigration that's coming into the country, all this illegal immigration, and we're paying for it out the wazoo in so many different ways. I don't want to pay for that. Yeah, and, that's just and America just doesn't possible, want to pay though, because then you'd be well, you'd so, be voting on you'd be voting on issues that Congress votes on. So if you had a way, even like digitally, to prove who you were, and you were able to get an accurate vote count of individuals throughout the nation, then Congress might as well not be voting on it themselves. We should just vote on it, which would make Congress unnecessary. But they are our representatives, and when more, and that's but that was that's the breaking point. See, that's my train yes, of thought. But they are the, our representatives, voting, and when more than half the country doesn't support it, you're not representing us. Then you're supposed to replace them. Yes, I and know. If, and if eventually they stop representing what you want them to, then 
Um, okay, this I'm is not, never mind. But here's the thing. I don't want to say it. This <laughs> is a, but this is a this is a Ron DeSantis type of thinking. It's like we are going to to do what we all know is right. It's obvious and plain. And just because somebody is in a public office and they were elected there, hello DA, we're not doing this. You have then forced you this have upon do, us. Then what you have to do is actually convince your state government not to send your taxes to the federal government in place of that because well, you're I, never going to be able to pull something like that federally off. If it was passed state by state and the states held the taxes back, then maybe it's possible, but it's not possible on a national level. I don't, I don't know that that's if true. If the majority I, of our state doesn't agree with it, then we're not going then to, we're not going yeah, to support it with our with okay. our money and that's especially going to be more effective from states that actually gross um or that actually net give money to the federal government as opposed to states like california who right. net receive money right um so and, does ohio i think yeah ohio does too but when but when you're talking about texas and florida specifically two of the places that i would think would be likely to do something like this um, they are net exporters of money to the federal government. And if they decided to do that, that would work. So you're right. It takes someone like DeSantis to do it. But also, I, I don't know, you know, feasibility. It seems to me like submitting something of like that would more just be making us. Well, and that's what I would, like. And just, that's what I told Cade when we had this discussion earlier. I said, look, it gets a conversation going and it gets people going. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they, you can't necessarily pull it off. People get the ideas like, yeah, why are we all paying for all this stuff? That the majority gets, of us don't agree with. It gets a lot more people on the MVE list. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, you should just take a playbook or take take a a play out of the playbook of Al Sharpton and just don't pay your taxes. <laughs> this that? goes along with what we were talking about last week, Cassidy. In that, when I, you know the old Breitbart politics is downstream of culture, but from a biblical standpoint, our culture should be downstream of of our law. Law has to set what is proper and what's improper, how we're going to live as a society and a culture and how we're not. And so when we pass laws that say we're not going to do, you know, you can't shoot up heroin in the middle of the street, then less people shoot up heroin in the middle of the street. Um, although we know people are ignoring those laws. And so guess what they're doing? They're shooting up heroin in the middle of the street. That we need to implement things or get us thinking along these lines, dictating, saying, look, when America doesn't support this, we're not funding it. We're not going to do it. That's it's it's at least getting that mindset going of more people thinking along those lines and being aware of the problem. I like the idea. Um, it It's just it's not possible on a federal level. But I do. But I do think that I do think a governor and a state government could do could put something in place like that because to do it in congress knowing that it's not going to go anywhere if if the left did it you'd call them virtue signaling you, you'd say that they were virtue signaling you say that they were grandstanding so okay. i think that somebody who can actually pull it off should do it sometimes when people are virtue signaling someone send this to ron desantis it, it's sometimes it's it's actually sometimes it's true virtue yeah so okay <laughs> that's fair I had added on here today, so it's the this weekend is the CrossFit Games, like the global, like the championships, and I was watching 
uh, yesterday and in an interview after they always interview like the event champion and they interviewed a woman who um, she she was they asked her you know whatever about how you're focused for the weekend or whatever it is and for the games and she said she answered the interviewer that she gave her verse for the week which was a proverbs verse and then quoted it and then gave like so like hallelujah and I just thought first I thought why is CrossFit so Christian because it does seem like there's a higher proportion of Christians and CrossFit because there's the but word cross we, in it hey that's actually kind of funny um but we talked about we've talked about other athletes and uh, like it seems like uh, a seemingly increase in either Christians or you could say vocal Christians in in sports like I know I mentioned uh, not that that many people watch called softball, but I had mentioned that. And we've talked about players that came out with the pride thing for the Tampa Bay Rays. And or you could look at the NBA, um, the guy that wrote that book for the Daily Wire, Jonathan Isaac, right? Or things like that. And I'm wondering uh, if just this rise and maybe people being vocal is that as we've talked about the the – maybe parts of the church skewing going to the left or in culture like coming out if uh against christian ideals more and more heavily if that you know it's weeding out some people and some people deciding and the people who are true strong in their faith are finally like okay i have to be more vocal and take more stands i see and i'm aware of what you're talking about you i think it's noticeable um about more people in not just sports, but sports is one of them speaking right. out. Yeah, just but, figures. And yeah. I don't know what the answer is, the cause of it, but I would, my initial re- response would be probably everybody is seeing, experiencing, feeling the just total craziness that that is going on in the world. And so it's causing people, it's like you always hear the church does best when it's being persecuted. You don't stand up and speak until you're really, you know, persecuted. And right. it's gotten so nutso that people just, they can't just sit on the sideline anymore and say nothing. They they need, they feel like there is a need to speak out. That's, yeah, that's true. just my I initial they, reaction. It could be that they haven't f- exactly that reason. They haven't felt a need to encourage people like that because it's never been so bad. Right. Right. That's what I'm thinking. But it's good so, to see. My and that yeah. that used to be my frustration with. Um, so what we need is for things to get worse. Well, see, that was my frustration <laughs> with when I was, you know. Have you read the Bible? It's what it says. In my early days in ministry, was why do why don't we just get our stuff together now rather than waiting so it has to be horrible? Why don't we just get our stuff together when things are good so we don't have to go through the bad times? But it makes the people who are not yet, who haven't been reached, who aren't Christian, right? The, but maybe have some – they're reasonable, have some level of common sense. They're more open to it right now. I think people – Right? When things get worse in the world, people get more open to – I do think there are people – more people are thinking truth. in bigger theological, philosophical terms than they used to because of the craziness in the world. Um, on the other hand, you can watch a video like Cade was showing us clips the other night and think, oh, my gosh, we're all doomed. Well, we shouldn't talk about that. It was absurd. <laughs> That was absurd. Just one of those like man on the street type of videos where he would just ask him questions about like how many states there are in the United States. And this full grown adult. Well, I was going to say man, but I shouldn't. (laughs) 
I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Um, said five. And here's here's what no, I point. That's I, not here's real. what I said to Dad. I said, I bet if you had a follow up question where you said, how, where you said, um, how many states name can him? you s- sit here and name to me right now? He would yeah. name more than five and still not put two uh, two and two together. That well, I said there was only five, and now I've just named more than five. I don't think that would even dawn on him. The- the answers that these people were giving, I just were looking. I was looking at them, going, "How are they not barefoot, dirty, and have hair that looks like Don King?" I, I don't. When when he asked that woman, "What language do the people in Idaho speak?" or what what was it? Did he say? I yeah, I think it was Idaho. What language do the people of Idaho speak? And she's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "Do you, he's like, do you know what language it is?" And she's like, "Hell no." What? I don't know. Japan. That's exactly what she said. She said Japan. Not even Japanese. <laughs> Japan. It, it was every every comment was just more jaw dropping than the previous one. Oh. It was just wild. Okay, so I want to run this by you real quick then. We have been doing a deep dive on the Exodus and especially the crossing of the Red Sea. But we started in Exodus 1-1 and we've, we've, we've been in this for months and months on, on Wednesday nights. And we started uh, supplementing it with this um, pattern of evidence uh, series on Right Now Media. And so it's very archaeological, historical. Um, and there are so he's constantly presenting the two, what he, the way he labels them, views of the crossing of the Red Sea. Uh, the Egyptian view, which is what, he, is a, what he'd call his small miracles and more naturally explained. And the Hebrew view, which is what your initial impression is when you read the Bible and you see this huge miracle that God did. And it's so interesting to me that it's bugged me ever since we started this. I didn't get into anything until last night, finally. But um, they always, the Egyptian view always points to that there had to be a crossing of like a lake, a smaller body of water, not the Red Sea. Because when you look at the Red Sea, it, yeah, you're talking about miles and miles across and thousand feet deep. And yeah. Um, but the thing that got me when they go to these other locations in these lakes that they would have crossed, when you look at them, they're still big bodies of water but they say it like oh it was it's possible to explain this by natural means because it's not the red sea the wind could blow it could never part the red sea but like it could part a lake no 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 wind could ever part a lake either that's just as big of a miracle parting like it's one thing to blow it back from a shoreline slightly but to part, but it, to in part the it right down the middle. <laughs> the, 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 what I what it just struck me was like, this is just as big of a miracle. The, it has never ever happened in the history of the world of all time. Right. Has a and wind even if the perfect separated wind a lake through the perfect at the perfect right. It's uh, no different. You know, long, latitude and longitude. Exactly. How you gonna walk in it? Exactly. I said the we've had hundred mile an hour winds in this area in the last couple of years, and it hasn't even parted. In my backyard. Well, to get down that bank. But I mean, it's just the thing is, why, why, um, one, why doesn't anybody see these really brilliant people that are studying all this? Why doesn't 
why don't they ask that question? What's so obvious? It can't part of the lake either. Um, and two, but why do they, why do they need to have it be naturally explained? Why can't it be miraculous? Because here's the real problem with it is that if you have a problem with the miraculous, then you have a problem with God speaking the universe into existence at the, at the creation of the world. And you have a problem with God raising Jesus from the dead for your salvation. And you have a problem with Jesus coming back on the clouds and a trump to rapture his church. So wait on the clouds. What? What was that? In a trumpet, you know, trumpet call. Oh, I just heard in a trump. With Trump. With With Trump. Trump, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not one of those people. Um, And so you wait. It's John F. Kennedy Jr. Right. That's he's coming back. You have a real problem um, with your Christian faith and salvation. If you can't let God be a supernatural, miraculous God, then you're gonna you have problems. Yeah, with your salvation. So anyways, I mean, I, I guess I just bring that up to like say, don't don't let people the Bible says what it means and it means what it says. It's not really all that complicated. Yes, yeah, some of the prophetic language is, is difficult, but most of it is just when you just read it and let it say it, 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 it it's not that complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And also that thing about that he said earlier, he was just kidding. Do not try to geographically locate us. <laughs> I'll bleep it. Hey, shameless plug before we go. So next Buy our month, merch. Oh, next month, some of us will be walking uh, Walk for Life at, at uh, Kate and Dad's local Pregnancy Life Center. If you would like to sponsor us and that ministry. Wait, who's some uh, of if us? you know us, well, you come are in we here? all? Are you? Yeah, I'm going to be there. Be <gasps> it's the day after my marathon. I'm going to run a marathon, and then the next day I'm going to walk the walk. We should push you in a wheelchair. We should all walk the walk every day. Yeah, don't just talk the don't talk. Just anyway, talk if you talk, want to sponsor us, walk. if you know us personally, you can reach out to us. If there is some chance that one somebody who's listening to this doesn't know how to reach us personally, which I would think is unlikely, you can always email bevingtonbanter at protonmail.com. Hey, I want to give a shout out to the uh, what's the theocratic dictator, Matt Walsh, on his uh, upcoming birth of twins. Yep. What? Yeah, they're having yeah. their his wife. And they already has four kids, two and two, and he says they. It seems like they're going to be identical, so they're either going to have two girls, four boys, or four girls. Because their first set of kids was twins. I don't their know first, what I just said, but you know, their what first I mean. birth was twins. So. Yep. So there's there'd be a second set of twins, but his wife, uh, yeah, he said you know had came out with this pink stick, and oh she's pregnant. She went to the he kept the kids, and she went for the ultrasound, and came back, and there's like two babies. Congratulations! Fun, fun. Congratulations to the Walshes. I don't think he listens, but <laughs> but he should. I'm sure he'll appreciate it. <laughs> hey, uh, Dad. Hello. Did did we lose Dad? I'm gonna say we lost him. Oh no, <laughs> we lost him. <laughs> Maybe you should go check on it. <laughs> Play insert sad music. We he has we his video him. off. Maybe he's having a stroke. He'd still be talking, just really weird. <laughs> Bird bath. Oh, he was hey. muted. Hello? What? <laughs> <laughs> Were you oh, gone? Goodness. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot you don't have my image. 